views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. For more information about us, go to the drpatshow.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. You know, recently I got to spend some time in New York uh, at an awards ceremony, an awards ceremony that I, I actually, it was surreal for me. I didn't even understand how I got there uh, and, and what it meant to be honored uh, in this way. Also, this team here, uh, that was honored as the Management Team of the Year, uh, the Bronze Stevie Award, uh, the Dr. Pacho Transformation Talk Radio Team. But then I've come to realize what this is all about. And today's show with Joe Gillette really speaks to what Christine has just said. There is power in taking action. There is the essence of that giant epic yes that each of us is being called to do in the spirit of creating greater good in the world. I've been so wanting to talk to Joe uh, since I heard of his accomplishments, his work, and what he's all about. You know, so today, beyond being uh, someone that understands leadership by walking the talk, someone that has really stepped forth in this world to say yes to so many things, he is what we call an entrepreneur. But... It's for me, when I think about what he's done, he's an entrepreneur with heart. And so we're going to talk about what he's been able to do, what he's been able to accomplish, and, you know, the awards that he has received, the 2012 awards, 2012 American Business Award for Executive of the Year, Telecommunications, and the 2012 American Business Award for Company of the Year, Telecommunications. I work in the telecommunications industry for 25 years. I'm serious, folks. I worked in the telecommunication industry and sat at a board table when they were trying to decide whether women would even care for a caller ID. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Dr. Pat. Pleasure to be here. Tell me something. What's this journey been like for you? What's that? What's this journey been like for you? The journey. Oh, goodness. Um, (laughs) It's been a wonderful journey. Uh, As you know, you know, having worked in telecommunications, it's it's an industry that's been uh, just uh, had a tremendous amount of change over the last uh, few decades. And uh, I've been also working in the industry 25 years uh, and came into it in the late 80s. So uh, post-divestiture. uh, you know, your older listeners will remember back in the day when uh, there was one phone company that did everything in the in the nation, yep. and uh, that really got dramatically changed in the 80s and then in the 90s with the advent of uh, competitive local phone companies and, of course, the Internet, uh, things started to change even more quickly. And so I've been an, uh, an entrepreneur for the last 19 years, and my first uh, six or seven years were uh, spent working for a, uh, a publicly held uh, telecom equipment manufacturer. So, you know, worked for a large company and then decided to uh, go off on my own. And and it's been a it's been a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun. And 
ups and downs, but, uh, you know, look forward to sharing, you know, at least a couple snippets with you and hopefully uh, offering some good advice to your listeners. You know, one of the things I've come to know about this is that to be acknowledged for the two awards that you received, and by the way, congratulations, this is this is what we call you fitting into our theme this year, which is epic epicism. And that means that you not only live an epic life, but you set an epic standard for others to, to actually learn from. And uh, in order for you to win those two awards, it's not simply about you and your leadership, but it's about what you've decided to share in terms of who you are and what your vision is and how people then have come to the table to rally around. What would you say, what would you say, Joe, has been your greatest accomplishment? Um, I guess my greatest accomplishment from a high level would be getting uh, talented people to uh, believe in my vision and and work hard for Mm -hmm. it because you know, if I can share anything, uh, yes. you know, we're all we we all have amazing uh, capabilities, but we all, you know, one person can only do so much. So, if you're going to build a company, you've got to be uh, able to, I guess, sell your vision and your dream to others and uh, get them to jump on board with you and commit their uh, their heart and soul, at least their their uh, waking working hours to you. <laughs> exactly. You know, I so agree with you. I mean. I'm not a big company like yours, but I'll tell you something. I am so blessed to have these people, the team we have here, which was also acknowledged this year, because you and I know this, without these folks being inspired, my friend used to call it inspired to be to be perspired. And that yeah, means inspired to really work through your sweat and love every drip of it. Right. Well, you know, congratulations to you on your success there as well. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that there's there's uh, something to um, catching the bug, if you will. And, yeah. uh, you know, telecommunications is one of those industries where a lot of people, uh, they didn't, you know, go through grade school and high school and college thinking they wanted to get into telecom. But then once they got into the industry, they were sort of bitten by the bug. And particularly uh given all the changes in technology uh if you're if you're sort of fascinated by technological breakthroughs and changes um it it's one of these businesses that taps into people's passion so i think uh the business that we're in as well as uh you know the the quality of people we've been able to attract to the to the effort um have combined to to give us a, a real spirited uh company here Joe, I want to ask you a question. Uh, each of us has our beginnings. You know what I'm saying? I love the I love beginnings. I love this. I love to talk with you about sure. this. And so our listeners love this. Let's talk a little bit about you, one of your humble beginnings in sales. Right. You know, many of us, I don't know about you, but I kicked in screaming at the notion of becoming an entrepreneur and having to even say the word sales. But let's talk about this in terms yep. of how you started out. Tell us a little bit about what that was like for you. Well, I'll, I'll take uh, take you back even a little a year or two prior to yeah. uh, my getting into the world of telecommunications. I yeah. I grew up in a family. Um, my father was a uh, private school educator, and uh, you know, typical of many young people, I went through college not really sure exactly what I wanted to do, and was an English major, and thought, hey, I. Maybe I could be a teacher and a coach like my father was, and and went ahead and did that at a prep school in New England uh, for a year. And during that year, my brother um, was a college dropout, and he had started a, a landscape contracting company down in Raleigh, North Carolina. 
And he calls me up on spring break and says, you got to come down and check out what I have going on. I have more work than I know what to do with. And, you know, you'll be able to help me. We can build a nice business here. I said, John, you know, this is challenging. I'm committed to teaching and coaching at least for a couple of years. But then I went down there and visited and I could see just there's so much energy in launching a business. And uh, I got so much positive feedback from his customers. I said, you know what, I'm going to go back and I'm going to resign uh, at the end of the school year and I'm going to go join him. And, and I did and, and spent a year building that business with him. And during that year, I discovered that I had a talent for uh, sales. And uh, it didn't really discover it uh, myself as much as I had many customers say, you know what, if you ever think about doing something uh, different, corporate sales would be great. You'd be great at it. So I decided to uh, move to New York City. I'd always been a fan of big cities. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, the telecommunications industry was going through a tremendous amount of change. And I just started interviewing and looking for a sales position, not really knowing how I was going to do at it, but being committed to uh, being successful, and uh, landed a job with a little company called Isotech, which was an acronym for In Search of Excellence Through Effort and Commitment, and that became a publicly held company called Executone Information Systems, and really got a great training ground uh, on the industry in general. I worked for a guy who was very technical. He was an engineer, and he taught me the how everything worked, and Gosh, my, my beginnings was really, this is old school. I was knocking on doors in office buildings here in Manhattan uh, where, where we operate uh, Stage 2 Networks today. And that was my, uh, you know, not cold calling and, and uh, booking appointments. And and uh, all I can say is that, it, you know, that's not natural behavior for anybody. But uh, when you're committed to uh, being successful at something, you got to be bold enough to take bold action. I think I've heard you say those words. And yes. uh, just getting out there and, and doing things that you're not necessarily comfortable doing, uh, before you know it, uh, if you're committed enough, uh, you know, you're going to have some success. And once you get some success under your belt, it gets a little bit easier. So that's really how I got my start. Yeah, I love it. Well, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, where we are today. You know, you are chairman, CEO, amazing Stage 2 Networks company. I mean, you are somebody that has built companies up from the the bottom up, uh, companies that perhaps position to be bought out. Uh, you have done some incredible things against enormous odds in an industry that, uh, you know, most people would look at and say, oh, how are you ever going to break through that industry? And so right. I wanted to talk with you about what it takes to be that kind of entrepreneur and also share with our listeners, what did this take to build your dream company, to live your dream? And tell folks a little bit about your company, if you don't mind. Sure. Well, um you know, so I launched my first, this is my second uh, entrepreneurial venture that, mm -hmm. that has had staying power. I had a couple others that I folded up quickly, but, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we the, all have. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, uh, but with the, the first one, I uh, started in, in the mid-90s and, uh, you know, basically came at the, the uh, massive industry of telecommunications and said, what can we do that's different? Uh, what can I do as an entrepreneur, as a deal maker that uh, will create a compelling value proposition for customers? And it boiled down to a, a bundling of products and backing it up with uh, an unparalleled commitment to customer care. As you know, and your listeners know, telecommunications has not really necessarily been known for the greatest service. 
Um, You know, if you call into uh, any of the large phone companies out there trying to open a customer service ticket, uh, it's not uncommon to to spend a lot of time uh, waiting on hold and then get on the phone with somebody who doesn't really care too much about uh, your concern. So I felt that if we could package products uh, in an innovative fashion uh, and, uh, and then back it up with you know, this commitment to customer care that we would have success. And that's really what happened. Uh, And this was at a time when uh, wholesale resale agreements were just sort of coming into play. So I I basically convinced large carriers that if they would give me a a marked down wholesale rate version of their products, um, that I would be able to build a, a successful customer base and, and be a large customer to them. And, uh, and I went to different sectors of the industry and cut wholesale deals with a multitude of providers. And then the, it was the bundling of services that basically presented more of a total solution to my customers that, that compelled people to, uh, to give us a shot. And then, you know, with this new company, uh, what we're basically doing is, uh, I'm sure you've heard about this movement of everything to the cloud, right? Yeah. Well, all that really means is uh, if, if you look at the Internet, the Internet is a network of networks, and uh, today's technology permits us to put some, some amazing phone system technology in data centers or in the cloud, and what that permits us to then do is deliver an incredible phone system uh, with no capital expenditure to our end-user customers. So they no longer have to go spend tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars on a business phone system with a Cisco or an Avaya or someone of that like. Uh, they can now come to a, a service provider, a cutting-edge service provider like St- Stage 2 Networks, and we have basically uh, put a high-end carrier-class business phone system in the cloud, and then we sell them the connectivity that not only gets them to the Internet, but also gets them to the public switch telephone network with guaranteed quality of service, by the way. And so, th- so the, the new mantra is really to facilitate, um, again, we, we eliminate another another vendor, facilitate yeah. a total solution, uh, but now yeah. it's not just combining local, long distance, and internet, it's combining those things plus the phone system. And the phone system today is, is so much more than just a phone on your desk. It's really a soft client on your smartphone. So if you have a smartphone, you, you basically have everything you need to have, you know, a multi-million dollar phone systems capabilities at your fingertips. And that includes, you know, being able to see if one of your colleagues who's across the country is on the phone and available. Uh, for you to, you know, one button, one button uh, access to uh, to your colleagues, um, you know, being able to read a transcribed voicemail in your inbox uh, as opposed to having to listen to the whole message. So a lot of lot of uh, money saving, uh, time saving, uh, productivity enhancing uh, capabilities that we're bringing to the market, and. Um, you know, I think in terms of, you know, why we've had some success, it's it's uh, we've we've really taken care to build a very high end, uh, high quality network that people can grow to trust and depend yeah. upon, and yeah. uh, and then like I said, with my last company, same thing with this one, we back it up with an, you know incredible customer care, and I, what I mean by that is that you can call us on you know, 11 o'clock on a Friday night, and you're going to get someone who knows the system and can help you. Uh, We resolve about 70%, about 50% of our tickets inside of a half hour, about 70% inside of three or four hours, and about 90% in the first 24 to 72 hours. So, you know, we're, we're... not only taking uh, you know questions, customer service tickets from our customers, but we're turning them around and giving them uh, satisfactory resolution and a very quick turnaround. 
So You know, and this is why after this call, I am going to personally come visit you because we are on the cusp of looking at taking our network, Transformation Talk Radio, to a cloud-based system. And I have to tell you, I love talking with you. I'm inspired to hear that it's possible. But I'm one of the folks that you've probably dealt with over time that is pretty much clueless around this. All I know is we have a vision, and now I'm talking to you. And so, yep, you're going to become, we're going to become great Well, friends. maybe I'll be coming to visit you. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. Wow. Now, that's, that's a demonstration of customer service. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I talk- but I will tell you, if you enjoy New York yeah. City, we're in a wonderful location. I'm just looking out my I'm window at the ice skating park. rink in uh, yeah. Bryant Park. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm all about that. I don't know if you know this. I, I was born in New York, grew up in New Jersey. Uh, Seattle has become a place that I have gotten to be creative. But I so look forward to speaking with you. I want to talk about heart for a minute. The last show we did, uh, we were talking about heart and how this is now coming to the forefront. You're in New York. Tell us a little bit about 9-11 and what that's come to mean in the essence of making sure people can be connected. And you do have a a story, a journey around 9-11. I do. Uh, 9-11, I was still running my my last venture at that juncture. Uh, Stage 2 is just uh, coming up on its 10-year anniversary. So uh, back in 2001, I was running uh, another company uh, that I had started in the mid-90s. And we had, uh, prior to uh, 9-11 happening, had procured a contract with, uh, at the time, the Port Authority of uh, New York and New Jersey owned the World Trade Center towers, and we had secured a contract to uh, deliver fiber optic uh, service to the buildings. And we were in a process of running a riser cable, which is basically the vertical runs that go between floors in a high-rise building. Of course, there were none higher than the World Trade Center. And so we had crews at work that day, and in fact, had a uh, meeting on the 88th floor of World Trade Center 1 uh, with Port Authority executives uh, scheduled for 9 a.m., but of course the first plane hit uh, 12 minutes prior to that. Uh, so fortunately, none of my uh, team nor I was up on the 88th floor when that happened, um, along with uh, you know 3,000 others, uh, folks that we were scheduled to meet with did not make it out that day. And it was, if you, if you looked at the stories, it really fascinating you know if you worked above where the planes hit either one of those two towers uh 99% chance you did not make it out if you worked below where those planes hit 99% chance you did make it out so it was really just it just um was a, it was a shock and and um i can't even mm-hmm. describe uh what yeah. the, what the city went through but uh there was a Tremendous amount of uh, mourning, and um, I know that the whole country and the whole world, in fact, was with us uh, during that time. And, um, you know, being New Yorkers, uh, it only took a few days till folks said, okay, let's get back to work. So uh, for us, it was, um, we never actually stopped working because when the towers came down, it took out uh, the power grid in lower Manhattan and uh, the water main uh, busted as well. And the the one data center my old company had uh, became flooded and lost power Mm -hmm. uh, because it was three blocks from World Trade Center. And so I uh, called an emergency board meeting and we found a uh, a guy who rented an emergency generator on the back of a flatbed truck. He normally, you know, they, they shoot a lot of movies in New York City, and this guy, normally yeah. his business was to rent that generator to a movie production. 
group, and uh, his was available. And we went down there on the 12th, the morning of, and it was National Guardsmen and and uh, firemen and 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 uh, a lot of Army vehicles and, and us, and everything was covered in a couple inches of. Uh, White dust, and uh, yeah. you, know, you would see papers all over the sidewalk, and pick them up, and see copies of uh, stock trades and things of that nature. So it was very eerie. But uh, the good news is that we restored power that day on the 12th to our network, and so, of course, no one was working on the 12th. But when people came back to work the following day and the day after that, uh, they discovered that their service was still working, and uh, wow. so it was quite miraculous. And and we experienced quite a few miracles. Uh, that day, in terms of gaining access to the building, uh, we actually found a, found a key that opened five uh, high rises downtown under a uh, cigarette ashtray that they had built against the the cement cinder block wall and behind the building. We uh, we we really uh, we we went through a lot that day. But um, yes. you know, I will say to your listeners that when you're committed to being successful, um, you know, Providence has an amazing way of uh, helping you out. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm so inspired, Joe. I hope you will come back. There's so much more I'd like to talk with you about. But I did want to ask you this one last question in the sure. next couple of minutes. You were acknowledged by winning these two incredible uh, awards. I want to ask you from your perspective, why do you think you, you won them? And, and probably more importantly, why do you think those things can transcend to other entrepreneurs so they can learn themselves how to shine? in the world of business. Well, um, so why did we win? I, I think yeah. I think we won. We, we were able to, you know, in our application with the American Business Awards, I think, capture uh, our strategy. We, we woke up uh, a couple years ago and said, okay, we're having great success as a business, but we were uh, sort of scrambling to maintain our high growth rate. In other words, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the first few years, if you have success, you know, growing at 20, 30, 40 percent per year is, is um, it happens. And then as you get bigger, it gets more and more challenging to make that happen, to, to continue that type of growth rate. And we decided that the only way we were going to continue growing at a uh, nice clip would be to uh, do a couple of things. One, we wanted to uh, make an acquisition happen. And two, we wanted to move up market and start to sell larger and larger companies. Mm-hmm. And for a startup, small company, it's kind of challenging in your first couple of years to go sell a large company because they mm-hmm. want to, you know, nobody gets fired for, you know, buying IBM, Google, yeah. Apple, Microsoft, you know, they don't necessarily look for the stage two networks of the world. But we felt like we had enough of a track record where if we changed our strategy a little bit, we would be able to move up market successfully. And so we sat around as a team and said, what can we do to be successful in moving up market? And we determined that we really needed to um, depend more on fiber optic circuits and less on copper circuits, simply because fiber circuits are much speedier and much more reliable. And we needed our network to be that much more fault tolerant and be able to really withstand the due diligence of a larger company, you know, chief information officer, chief technology officer. So we we basically formulated a strategy to uh, invest uh, quite a bit of time, money, resources to extend our fiber network into thousands of buildings around the New York metro market and nationally, by the way, and uh, and also uh, invest further in diversifying our network so that we wouldn't have any single points of failure. So a, a large company CIO would look at what we had built and said, okay, 
I may have a thousand or two thousand employees in my organization, but I can trust that if we connect to these guys, you know, the service will always be there and always be working. And so I think in our application, we were successful in in really detailing that strategy uh, in a way that um, and, wow. and and. By the way, when we submitted the app, we had executed on the strategy, and we've seen our sales, uh, you know, more than double uh, since since executing and, and making public our new network and our new uh, new capabilities. Mm-hmm. And so, I think it's it's really being strategic, you know, thinking about where you want to be in twelve, eighteen, twenty four, thirty, even thirty six months from today, and saying, okay, well, if we want to get there, what do we have to change? And what do we have to change? Let's break that into a, a simple action plan. Uh, and if it means uh, investing uh, additional dollars and you don't have it, go find, going and finding investors who are willing to uh, support your efforts. So we pulled off those initiatives and we pulled off an acquisition all in the span of about 18 months. And, um, you know, our business is uh, quite a bit larger than it was mm-hmm. just a couple of years ago. And I think that came through. And, uh, you know, it. it's a really a credit to our team. Yeah, I, you know, I have to tell you, Joe. I hope you will come back because I'm so inspired. I, I don't know if you realize how powerful your message is, but I'm going to be one of the first to tell you that I've listened to you now for a very short period of time, and I'm inspired as an entrepreneur. And I want to thank you so much for all that you do. And I hope you will consider coming back so we can Most talk definitely. about the essence of what it means to live a dream. Joe Gillette, everyone, please give out your website for everyone real quick, if you could. Sure. It's stage2networks.com. Stage2networks.com. Fascinating. Congratulations. Uh, I so look forward to the next conversation we have together. Keep up the great work. Wow, everyone, thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. We'll see you next time. Hey, Moon, you want to know something groovy? Yeah, Jess. What's that? Dr. Pat has been on the radio for 10 years. 10 years? Are you kidding me? That's awesome. I'll tell you what's awesome. She's bringing back the Pay It Forward campaign and Holistic Makeover to celebrate. If you want to know more or get involved, go to thedrpatshow.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thedrpatshow to get updates about everything we're doing. Having trouble keeping up with the accelerated, life-altering changes occurring on the planet? The Quantum Vortex is the brainchild of Meg Benedicte, a pioneer in quantum healing and energetic activations, weaving together ancient spiritual knowledge, quantum physics, and vibrational healing. Meg Benedicte is accelerating change at the cellular level. For more details on private sessions, meditation CDs, downloads, and teleseminars, visit NewEarthCentral.com. Are you ready to move past limiting beliefs and unconscious obstacles that are holding you back from financial prosperity? Do you want to be free from debt and that feeling of being disempowered? Mary Jane Allen is a financial healer and joy creation specialist who uses her unique set of tools included in her financial healing process to help her clients move past those beliefs and fears. For more information and to contact Mary Jane, visit her website, manifestyourlifedream.com and begin your financial healing process today. Where do you desire to go in life? How do you plan to get there? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? 
What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Your Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside you waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase on TransformationTalkRadio.com and discover how awakening to your inner voice transforms your life. Join us February 14th through the 17th for the 22nd Annual Women of Wisdom Conference in Seattle. Come explore the new paradigm, riding the wave of the heart. Inspirational speakers, experiential workshops will change your life for good. Join Donna Eden, Esther Nicholson, Jalaja Bonheim, Julie McIntyre, and S.J. Tucker. Everything is individually priced, and evening events are open to men. Reduce prices for teens, students, and seniors. Looking for community? Join us this February. Visit womenofwisdom.org. That's womenofwisdom.org. Oh, and you'll want to attend the CD music release concert that S.J. Tucker is giving Saturday, February 15th. That's womenofwisdom.org, 206-782-3363. That's 206-782-3363. Join the Pacific Northwest EFT Tappers at the 4th Annual Tappers Gathering this March 1st at Bastyr University. Tapping enthusiasts from across the region will be sharing healing stories, learning different EFT applications, and forging a strong community. This event raises money and awareness for continuing EFT tapping scientific research. All net proceeds go to our 501c3 nonprofit conducting a study showing how EFT can alter gene expression. Bring your cards and information for a fulfilled day of networking and inspiring one another. Visit www.nwtappersgathering.com or call 360-661-6877 www.nwtappersgathering.com or call 360-661-6877. 